really lifting your life up to a different level of happiness. I know very clearly where I get the enjoyment out of running. It's where I am and it's who I'm with. But it's all relative to where you're at. And then it just all started from there and now I am that person who just knew it wasn't going to be the race that I had hoped it to be. Get on your horse and keep riding. Just keep going. I think I never truly believed that until I experienced it. Giving people the empowerment to know that they are strong enough to do things. I felt a real sense of, of, of camaraderie. I really wanted this. I really wanted to do it. I think all true attitude is just that relentless grit. It was magnificent. It was actually perfect running. Yeah, I consider every run as a training run to yeah. improve for the next Welcome to Tales from the Midpack. I'm Rebecca Hunt, and this is a trail running podcast where you get to hear stories from everyday runners, the occasional expert, and event recaps. It's great to be back for 2024 for season five. Thanks to all the people who have let me know they listen in. This year, we're going to start with an event recap, and this comes from the end of 2023, and it's Ultra Trail Kosciuszko. And with, with us, we have Nikki Thomas and Lynn Chan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for having us. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, now, Nikki, uh, Lynn and I all ran at COSI. Lynn and I did the 50 and Nikki set out on the 100 miler. Um, but before we get into all of that, uh, we'll ask our usual two questions to get to know the runners a bit first. So when did you both start running and what got you into this crazy sport? Honestly, mine's a bit of a long story, but I looked in the mirror one day when I was about 35, almost 36, and I just hated what I saw. I smoked heavily and at that point had smoked heavily for a majority of my life. I binge drank every weekend. I was probably borderline obese and just went I, I hate this I have to do something so the first step was to quit smoking and so I completely stopped smoking cold turkey and I just ate for a week <laughs> and so I started walking around the block which was a, I was in country Victoria and the block was about three kilometers and so I just kept walking every single day I would get up super early walk the block and then get on with my day and then I wanted to get my walk faster because I didn't run. There was no running ever. Yeah. Um, and I just, I couldn't get it, like I just couldn't walk any faster. And at the time I had my ex-husband, um, we were looking at moving into South Australia and he'd already got his job and he was over here in, in Adelaide. And he rang me one day and said, I didn't do my walk today, I ran. And I'm like, well, if you can do it, then I can do it. <laughs> and so the very next day I ran three kilometres around the block. It was probably the slowest thing I've ever done in my life since. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, three kilometres turns into moving to Adelaide and suddenly I'm tra training for park run. Um, and then park run turns into, you know, five turns into 10, turns into a half marathon. I went back to work full time. So that then went, I need to keep my running fitness. So there's a full marathon and Anyway, what comes after a marathon? An ultra marathon. Yeah. So yeah, it just gradually got longer and longer and longer. Yeah. And here I am and going, well, what's the longest distance? Because that's now financially more economical when you register. <laughs> that's true. So yeah, I look at it and go, oh, Cost should, I per do, K. should yeah. I do the 100 kilometres or should I do the 100 miles? It's like, oh, well, you know, it's a dollar per kilometre or it's 80 cents per kilometre. So yeah. you go for the long one. <laughs> so yeah, that's basically where my running has gone mm. so yeah now it's 
six years later, yeah. going into year seven, and I can't imagine life without it. Mm. I really can't. Mm. So. You get so tied up with all the friendships and community as well as the running. Yeah. You lose running, you lose all of that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Even two weeks on holiday, you go, where are my friends? I'm, yes. I'm yeah. still running, but it's like, I'm missing my friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mine, essentially, I, I've never been a runner or outdoorsy person. So all my life, I've been an indoor. Um, in my books, um, studying university, and that was my joy. And then I married someone who's very outdoorsy. So we have two kids, and then these kids, uh, every time they want something fun, they'll go to dad. And every time they want something more academic, they'll come to me. So this was birthed, the whole running um, journey was birthed in 2017. We were in Hawaii. We were sitting by Waikiki um, Beach, and I looked up. I was reading my book. The kids were playing, and then they came to me. So, oh, look at this. There's like this huge like um, banner um, as this plane came through it and it says Waikiki Marathon. So it's something in me just leaped and I thought, oh, and I burnt out what I was thinking. I thought I just thought about it, but I actually spoke it. Oh, right. So I said, wouldn't it be great just one time in my life that I could run a marathon? And as soon as I spoke that, my youngest started like laughing her head off, oh. like it's as if it's such a joke. And then my, my, my eldest son said, Mom, have you ever seen yourself running? I said, no, my point exactly. And I went, oh, and then, and then I looked at my husband thinking, give me something here, like, please <laughs> encourage me. And he goes, stick to your books, hon. <gasps> and then at that time, when all three of them said that, thinking, okay, <laughs> I've got work to do and I will show you. Yeah. So I, went, I kept quiet, very offended this time, went back home and I said, that's it, take off all the stuff on the treadmill i started like running on the treadmill 500 meters and i started vomiting i went yeah maybe i can't do this <laughs> i had no cardio whatsoever but but because i could hear my kids thinking well if only i could believe that i can and i can show them that even though they think i can't and i can that would motivate them and mm -hmm. hopefully inspire them that there's nothing that you are limited in doing so I you know downloaded the couch to five, yeah. couch to five, and I started five hundred yeah, yeah. meters. I said I just want to be able to run one kilometer without stopping, and I will celebrate my head off. I could after a week, I could run one kilometer, seven to eight minute pace, and I just like oh, I was like this is such an achievement. And then I looked up and I saw one of my friend Jenny. She was posting um photos of park run. Um, because it says park run, I was a bit daunted, thinking, no, I can't run, but it says park run. Yes. So then I texted her, like, hey, do you run five kilometers? I said, no, 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 you can run walk, thinking, really? I can run walk park mm -hmm. run. So you can't, you don't have to run all the way. I said, no, no, no. So then I took me a month. I registered, it took me a month to get to park run. I could run the whole three kilometers this time, this is now a month later. And then walk the rest. Yeah. And then from park run, I started like, oh, this is amazing. We would run for like forty minutes, or whatever the time, and then we would coffee for two hours. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a gateway drug. It is. <laughs> and so then we have this circle of friends that are just are just park runners, and I was the first one to say, well, why don't we do something bigger than ourselves, like ten k's? Mm. Oh no, no, we can't. No, I think we can. Uh, if we can run 5Ks all the way, we can run 10Ks, right? And so, um, yeah, from 10Ks, I was the first one to sign in. Everyone signed in after a week, the year after that, and then half marathons. 
and then marathons and yep. then my first ultra in 2019 yeah. and then and now in three weeks time facing my yeah. first one ever um, <laughs> 100 kilometers yeah. in Tarawira yeah, so, so how did your kids respond when you did that first so, marathon? Yeah, so I um, I said to them, I said, I'd like to do my my first half ma- half marathon. In Ad- there was an Adelaide marathon. And they said, Mum, we'll be there for you. So they saw me train because I wasn't home. I was running. And they saw me that I was very particular with my training. And I'm a bit of a you know, checklist. Tickle. Yeah, yeah. So I would tick every time I would have a five or ten or intervals. And, they, and my wall in my room is like spreadsheets. And then I said, wow, yes. all these ticks. Yeah. I love it. And then, and then I said, then I put the whole big red that says race day, my very first half marathon. And then um, my, my son, Sean, said, mom, I'll be there. For, I, I want to be there for you. And so I was my daughter, I'm going to cheer you on, mom. And they, they were like, are you definitely doing this? Like, this is 21, that's a long way, 21 kilometers. I'm thinking, yeah, I know, it's, 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 I'm so scared. <laughs> and like, they were hugging me, it's going to be okay. I'm, thinking, I'm so scared. But I did the half marathon and they were like, wow, mom, this is amazing. And so then my daughter did a little thing at school, like my mom made yellow and, Aww. you know, did all these, like, um, <laughs> she did a, a little I guess you know what I did and how I did it and then in fact I was one of her projects at school last year for year 11 and how to continue to run without being injured nice yeah and what to do to not get injured yeah so that was (laughs) that was her project so yeah so they were very they're very supportive now and very very proud so wow yeah that's so lovely Mm. what else is there in your life other than running because it takes up a lot of it what, what do you fit running around? Honestly, I, I work full time. I've just started a new job on Monday as yeah, procurement business partner um, and four kids. And it, That's work. enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That's a lot. laughs> yeah. Four school age kids are just crazy. Yeah. And there's everything. Like there's your cross training is always fun. Mm. Like we're hiking, we're riding bikes, we're swimming, we're doing strength work, we're, you know, taking kids to triathlon events. You know, we've got we're down at West Lakes on Friday for the kids to do their triathlon yeah. events. So there's not and volunteering. Like honestly, uh, between kids yeah. work and running, that's all there yeah, is. <laughs> what more do we need? Mm, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally yeah. there's boating and water skiing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I've got two kids, so but they're all fairly older now, so twenty two uh, turning twenty two and seventeen years old. So mm-hmm. they're both driving, so I don't have to drive any of them, which is really, really, really good. <laughs> and one more year before I, I finish um, school fees, then we can do vacations more. Hey. <laughs> and so and more rachel to pay. <laughs> so anyway, um this year I work full time. I'm a nurse practitioner in cardiology um, in Callum. And um, I, yeah, I, 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 I belong to a church in our local community. So we do a lot of um, volunteer work as well. And apart from that, Saturday is Parkland Day. That's where our socials. And then uh, Mondays are Mawson Lakes Monday night. So that another social event where we all come together, run 10 kilometers, and then have an hour of um, coffee, sometimes wine. Um, <laughs> Wednesdays intervals. I uh, belong yeah. to Northern District um, Athletics Club. Yeah. 
Uh, that's Wednesday nights. Thursday nights is that's this is the the, the game changer in my run, which is my my um, our son trains me as a personal trainer every Thursday night, and um, that has really helped me immensely in my running. Yeah, because I'd never really did that as just training before. Um, Fridays usually a rest day or a date nights with hubby, and then yeah. Weekends are long, long ones. Yeah. Hot ones. Yeah. And church. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full on week. It is such yeah. a community yeah. sport, though. Like you go, oh. yeah, running's just solo. Yeah, I yeah. can go out and I can run on my own. But mm. for the most part, yeah. we tend to congregate together. And, mm. you know, all, all my friends and all my, you know, we went to carols at Lynn's church group. Yeah. Like, yeah. We wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for running. So yeah. it all kind of such a focus yeah mm. so what drew you to do ultra trail kosciuszko just quietly <laughs> <laughs> but there actually wasn't an appeal for kosciuszko there is an appeal for utmd yeah yeah and so how do you get there you need yeah. qualifying stones yes mm. and yeah the only sort of reachable events to get such stones are kosciuszko uta which at the time when i decided that i wanted to do utmd was just after they'd run UTA mm. last year. And yeah, Lynn's Tarawira, which is after. Uh, but we, yeah, we'd already signed up for the Ironman in New Zealand. So it was like, I can't do Tarawira. So yeah, it's just a stone gathering exercise. Yeah. This perfect laid out plan. I was going to do Kosciuszko 23. Then I was going to UTA <laughs> 24 and then Kosciuszko again in 24. And then hopefully I would be having enough stones in the lottery to go UTMB in 25. Yeah. So, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I think for me it was mainly to, it was part of my training for Tarawira that the, the end end game was to be able to run a hundred kilometers yeah and it has daunted me all through the whole since i've started running people when, they, when they've said that they've done a hundred kilometers or a mile it blows my mind that i can never do that there yeah. was no way i want to do that in fact i had this secret thing that if i even going to entertain the thought of doing a hundred kilometers i'd like to be able to do at least 50 yeah so at least 10 50s yeah for 10 ultra oh my goodness 50 to 70 before i even say maybe i could do 100 because i really doubted myself that i could so kosciuszko would have been my 10th ultra um so and also at the same time I was training for for Tarawira, um given that it will be my 10th ultra and at the same time i was so conscious that um you know the possibility of getting injured because it's only eight weeks of Tarawira. Hmm. And so I've then diverted my mind to go, you know what, um, you know, one of our running buddies, um, Aaron Drayton, Stuart, he wanted to PB his 50 kilometers. And I said, well, what if, if I pace you? And that way I don't have to go yeah. going up in my <laughs> face. And if I pace you to your PB, then at least I feel like, you know, we can do this together and we can, I can help you through the whole thing. Um, so I'm like Mickey, I was just collecting points yes. <laughs> I have um, I want to do ultra trail Thailand mm -hmm. at the end of this year I mean obviously a lot of people in the trail riding community because of Whistler are all up with what's happening with ultra trail and uh, their rule changes and their stones um, and yeah to do this event I would I had to qualify even just to do a 50k I would have had to qualify so yeah so I've got my points I put it on the system I'm allowed to go 
Yay! <laughs> um, so I've decided to do the 100k. So kind of like we have two of us that didn't really choose this event, which is funny because it's like it ended up it's being such a nice event. It, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's not until once you've kind of chosen it, you start looking at the website and the photos and yeah. you know people's recaps so from the year before and what's different, what's not different, and it really is a nice event to run. Yeah. Um, now obviously we've got two fifties and a hundred miler here, so our lead ups are going to look vastly different. Particularly yours is you're in the build up to hundred. Um, but what did you do to get ready for Cozzy? I'm probably a bit of an, an anomaly. An anomaly. <laughs> um, so I'd done, or I had the goal of doing the five, like the SA 550s oh, yeah. for 2023. And so the general training for that um, would have been enough, basically. The last one being the highest would have been my last long run. Could have just sort of maintained from there. Um, with the 24 hour in the middle of 2023 unfortunately I did far too many events and I pushed it too far and so at the end of federation which is August mm. I ended up with this niggle plantar fasciitis in my foot so okay. I ended up not doing hyson at all I sacrificed hyson basically because I wanted to let that heal and manage that yeah. to make Cosiosco the obviously the yeah be all just coming in uninjured is more important than yeah coming in with those k's so really my lead up to cozy was not fantastic it was a majority of we just want to cross the finish line as in the best shape that we can so yeah there was an awful lot of skipped runs just because my foot would flare up and so yeah it was probably more injury management than anything else and which is new to me i've never had such a issue yeah prior to that that sucks so yeah there's you know, I have Jackson as my coach. He's fantastic. He managed everything. Like, he would, how's your foot feeling? Okay, with that in mind, here's your week of running. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just sort of week by week for mm. probably, was that six, six to eight weeks leading up mm. to Cozzy? So it wasn't ideal to begin with. No. But we mm. kind of just crossed our fingers and hope we made it through. Mm. And you did a lot of long hikes to kind of replace. Some yeah, that, yeah. A, a lot more walking, um, which ultimately is a brilliant strategy. You know, <laughs> and obviously, because also being 100 miles, there's a lot of walking and yeah. an awful lot of steep elevation. So that kind of ability to get up the hills at a slower pace certainly helped, but unfortunately wasn't enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, so the, my training um, for Cozzy... It essentially is part of the training for Terry. Yeah, because it itself was training. Correct, yeah. <laughs> so I've um, made sure that the eighth week where part of the peak weeks would be Kosciuszko week. And then, then I taper a little bit towards that just to get my body ready. Um, so, and one of the training, uh, well, what we've, we've incorporated into the training is to complete the V5 series. Yes. So we did all the 10 courses. So, Joe, four, yeah, yeah, five shorts and five long. So that was actually one of the best way um, to prepare my body for all the elevations as well, all the downhills and all the, the distances. So I've still got one to that, do. Yeah. <laughs> that has really helped. So we're now going to round two now. Yeah. So that was leading up to Cozzy and now we're up to, we've got five yeah. more to go for the second round of the V5 series. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. so I kind of didn't train 
I guess, because I was just ticking a box yeah. and I just needed the points and I just needed mm. to cross the finish line within cutoff. That mm. was it. So, I mean, I had my biggest year ever, my biggest event ever, and that was my fifth uh, 50 for the year. So I did my own five fifties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I just maintained yeah. the training I had, just kept running, but mm. nothing specific. Yeah. Did you have any worries going into it? Obviously, you had your... your <laughs> yes, I had my foot. Mm. Yeah. Honestly, going, I had so many worries going into it. Honestly, that last sort of 10 days before race day, were they were awful. I didn't sleep well. I didn't eat well. I was so low on energy. Were you tapering? Almost undeliberately. Like yeah. It was just... Because sometimes psychologically that's really hard to back off when you know you've got something so big coming. I think it was, honestly, and I'm incredibly open about this as well, I think a lot of it was my hormonal cycle. Yeah. You know, I was coming up to an ovulation period, you know, to actually talk about race day, I was ovulating, so my heart rate was already higher, my body temperature was already higher, my body had put all that work into training as yeah. well as, you know, those hormonal changes. So there was huge panic. <laughs> and then the elevation so you guys doing the 50 the day before yeah and just how long it took mm. to do the that last sort mm. of yeah was it 20 yep 20 yep. odd k's yeah. and that was going to be my first 20 mm. odd yes. k's mm. in that four hour cutoff and i like just full-on panicked over it like full-on panicked mm. over it and, like will i even get to that first cutoff was just in, on my mind the whole time yeah which probably didn't help in yeah. matters um, but yeah that it was certainly one of those worrying events that I did not go into it feeling awesome mm. at all I, I came in really relaxed maybe because I knew it's not going to be my race it's it just a training run that, yeah. my, that, that's exactly <laughs> right so I was excited I know that I could I could help Stuart get to, to his PB yeah we had a plan we, we yeah. trained I think it although your training. shins had other ideas yes though, that's they? right so we didn't I have not run for three days leading up to so but I felt really good because I tapered I, I had so much energy and oh, then I wake up with a sore throat <laughs> oh, that's right yeah and I also was, not only was I ovulating, it was just, I had full on that morning as well, thinking, oh, great. But now it's still training. You know, yeah. saying, my head, it's just training, just, just, just embrace the day. It's just another day out in the lovely trails of Kosciuszko. And then the first um, three kilometers in, my shins were like, uh, we're not working today. Um, today we are <laughs> resting today, and we are going to go onto a really tight knit kind of muscle so that you can't even walk. And it was so tight. I'm thinking, what is this? And I guess because now I'm learning about all this, I, I think Kosciuszko was a learning time for me. Learning how to hydrate, learning how to make sure I at least run three kilometers before the day. Um, you know, learning to, to to my nutrition and, and pacing and all that. So the rest were okay apart from uh, the fact that I should have probably done some walking or running prior to the day. So my muscles started to just go really tight. But after took 10 kilometers of walking, and then it was it all, instantly, it was as if my shins were going, okay, now you can run. <laughs> I allow you now to run. Go ahead and look at Stuart. 
Same. And then it took 20k to catch up with him, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you had yeah. such a head start on you. Yeah. So I caught up to him at the halfway through that um, big hill. And then, um, yeah, then paced him right to, to the end. Yeah. yeah. So that was good. Yeah. yeah. But not, not, even, even when my, my shins were hurting, or like really, really tight, it didn't occur to me that A, I would DNF or, or secondly, I would be injured. Mm. It, my body just doesn't just, just slow it down, let yeah. me warm up, and then we'll work together. Yeah. Yeah. So it was more of a, I guess, yeah. again, it's more of a mental thing. You know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. We're not going to take this one negatively. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. I think the only thing I was freaking out about was photos from last year and all the snow. Ah. And I'm going, what if it snows? I've never been in snow. I can't go with snow. I don't have gear for snow. Yeah. <laughs> I bought waterproof spray for my shoes and I was borrowing like better gloves off That's a friend. Right. And yeah. yeah, but in the end, no snow. Yeah. So be, didn't have to worry, but yeah, a yeah. little bit. Um, but no, so it was pretty easy going in. Mm. Um, it was my first ultra trail event though. I've never been to UTA or anything. So I did notice a few things that were different about mm-hmm. this event from other events I've been to. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the things that you guys noticed about a UT event? UT and event? Yeah. Um, it was my first UT event. Oh, it was too? Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I haven't done one at all. Mm-hmm. So it was, I'm going to, with the exception of the Sydney Marathon, because that wasn't, I don't know, I don't see that as an event. But it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, um, Kosciuszko was my first interstate event. Ah, same. So, oh no, second for me, yeah. So, and I think just honestly it was so well organised. Like it just felt like a big event. Like it wasn't, like you go to, you know, Five Peaks and Eurovilla and all the Adelaide, yep. like Australia events. And they have that community feel. Mm. And you kind of, there's always recognisable faces but I think even like because we sort of half crewed you, you guys doing the 50 yeah. um, it was all just very organised it was very professional it was like yeah mm. that's kind of how I felt even on race day like it was all this is a procedure this is what we've got there's mm. no ifs buts or maybes there's no outside the line but there didn't really need to be either mm. so I think that's probably my my biggest difference is interstate bigger event versus mm. yeah Adelaide mm. local stuff. Yeah, my first one was UTA. Yes. Um, the same year, and um, when I and I I'm always really pedantic of like I'm worried about getting lost, so I had my GPX and um, I was worried that you know I've never done you know trails outside in Adelaide. But then I found that it was the communication was incredible. So they were giving us email almost every week to say this is the weather, this is the mandatory gear, and and it was just very well communicated right through from the very get go, from the registration to the the day of the race, um, and not even one single time I've looked down to look at my my map mm, because yeah. it was well marked. Yeah, and I I had like there was actually you have to be really really bad. I mean going. <laughs> towards the cross and going over that for you to get lost because yeah. it's so well marked yeah. yeah and same thing with um, Cosi Oscar as well and yeah I found that um, um, the aid station for UTA um, in comparison to Cosi Oscar was a little bit more more 
then then Kozi I, I found in mm-hmm. terms of what they were offering. The first A session Kozi was good, um, and then yeah, I guess it it was different because this would be the very first time that my husband's not in the aid station, so. I was very much self-sufficient. I know that Nikki and, and Nathan were yeah. around, but I was ready. Like I had everything I needed to have in my in my hydration pack. Yeah, yeah, my vest. So I was ultra organized in that way. Yeah. So it's, I felt organized right through. Yeah. 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 Even from check-in, there's all these massive professional signs, and it's mm. all, all these. It's just so structured and set up. Um, the number of people in it big regret at check-in was um, not having sun cream for the queue yeah like because <laughs> it was quite warm yeah it was hot and sunny sun. and um it was so long mm. but like when we were like i saw some sweepers for the 27k mm. and they had big proper walkie talkies yeah. that could communicate long mm. distance and i'm just going oh this is awesome <laughs> um everything yeah was just so professional yeah. and organized i Felt like I almost missed that first aid station oh, yeah. because I came in. This because there are so many people in it. There's like 928 runners just in the 50k, mm. and so there's all these crowds of people at convenient pockets mm. waving handmade signs and cheering. Yeah, that I kind of would, was running past them and I went, oh, "Hang on, this is the aid station." Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there'd been so many people at different points along the way already. Yeah. So that was funny. So lots of people. I love that look after their support crew as well. They, so mm. they have their own, like, you know, um, armband that they yeah. are the support crew. Um, so people know that, you know, you can actually go there. Whereas, um, like, in UTA, we didn't have that. So we felt that, um, you know, even though we had a lot of people that came mm. onto the aid station, we, they were told to go, go away, because they were yeah. supposed to help the, the runners. But if, yeah, it was it was definitely much more organised with, with, yeah. with all the, even the support crew, they even get their own t-shirt as well. So good. Um, so getting started, we, we had a fabulous start because uh, Nikki, you and Nathan just gave us a lift to the start line yeah. and it was, it was a dream. Um, yours, not so great with the delayed start. There was a bus problem, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So we were due to start at 530 and the bus from wherever it was picking people up wasn't there. So yeah. we had a 15-minute delay. Yeah. <laughs> so here I am, yeah. full of, you know, full and poles out, standing at the start line. I went, oh, you know, we're going to wait 15 minutes. Like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't seem to matter, though. Like it wasn't it was still, snowing, so that's good. You weren't getting freezing. Free- it yeah. wasn't freezing cold. Everybody was just chill. You know, everybody was just talking to everybody. It's like, oh, well, and the sun will be up a little bit earlier. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. I had an event last year where it was a 45-minute delay and we were just oh, standing wow. in the full sun. It was a very understandable yeah. delay, but, yeah. it was. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, 15 minutes, not too bad, mm-hmm. except they didn't tack that 15 minutes on at the end. So oh, I've heard conflicting some, stories about that. But some aid stations... Yeah, the aid stations say, were doing it. They would say, yeah. this is, you've got to be out of here by this time. Mm, oh, no, yeah. you've got to add that on. I think that yeah. was probably a little bit of a lacking communication. Yeah, because definitely places. at the finish line, the 15 uh, the fifteen minutes wasn't applied, oh. whereas it was being at the aid station. So that was, yeah. someone didn't talk to someone. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Line, who so. knows? <laughs> wow. um, kind of also, like, before the start, um, we all drove over 
and I think I'm not entirely sure because I did it in two days but I think for me in a car it was 13 and a half hours just of driving so that's not the stops but you guys were in a van so it's a little slower um 18 hours in total yeah so um do you think that driving over had any impact on you in the event definitely yeah honestly that that to me is a huge lesson learned <laughs> and all, all because we wanted to see and support the 50k guys <laughs> so, and that was also a bit of a what time i booked off work issue as well so when yeah. i booked my time off work i booked for nathan and i to go over doing yeah. the miler and obviously we then added on oh we'll all travel over with you, you 50 guys as well so we left home in the motorhome at what was it like six seven o'clock in the morning yeah in the in the evening, evening. So, yeah and so yeah we were traveling basically all night we had yeah a train yeah it's been a lot of trains today <laughs> i don't know what's happening yeah we stopped i reckon every 400 ish kilometers it's a slower drive in the motorhome because you still yeah. only do 1995 um so yeah it took us 18 hours and it yeah. just it breaks like there's no there's no proper sleep that mm. that night at all so by the time and poor nathan my um darling husband um he was just buggered <laughs> yeah. finally got over there yeah. he was just buggered mm. so yeah that definitely that lack of sleep and that travel time is a, a lesson learned so yeah we'll be taking we'll be taking extra time off this yeah. year mm. Mm. whereas i i feel like i had a bit of a dream coming over <laughs> because I, I broke it up into two days because I didn't I was too scared to drive it all by myself at once because you get sleepy so I stopped it I can't remember the name of town some never heard of it middle of nowhere town and it had a weird little outback area to it so I went and did a little 3k run in the wow. humidity and then I went in the swimming pool and I had a sleep and I got up the next day and uh came over so a really nice safe mm. come over and when you hit the cozy hills mm. you, you're going at 60 like yeah. it's, it's really windy and mm. drops and stuff like that um so yeah it's not a super fast drive over there mm. no mm. yeah mm. um now we've, you've mentioned the uh, when you start for the miler there are these two horribly nasty hills, which for us were the end of our event. Yeah. So one of those hills is straight up a ski slope, yeah. four and a half kilometers of up. And then you come down that and then you zigzag back up to exactly the same spot. So not only are you doing that steepness, but you feel like you've gone nowhere. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the experience of the hills, what was that like for you? <laughs> I think the worst thing that I possibly could have done was taken the chairlift up to that aid station oh, really? the day before. <laughs> to, yeah. Nathan took video of me on the chairlift, so even going up gave me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, I don't even just that recognition that you're climbing that steepness. Mm. Like it's just. Yeah. It's relentless. Yeah. 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 And mm. it is a climb. It's mm. you can't run that. You can't walk no. like that. I even mm. the front of the pack leaders, I'm sure they mm. hiked it. Mm. It was just horrific. Yeah. And it there's yeah, there's just no end to it. There's no 
no. so long. Do you think it was good that you got to get that over and done with and not have that looming over you or would you rather have it later? Honestly, I don't know. Don't know? <laughs> I think I certainly had it looming over me. Yeah. I think going in this year will be very different because I, I know it mm. now. You've done it. I've, I've, yes. I've done it. I've experienced <laughs> it. I know what I'm in for. Mm. And I think that's going to make a huge difference this yeah. year. Mm. Whereas, yeah. yeah, going into it completely blind, I don't think anything can prepare you for that. Mm. Like, even, as I see, watching you guys in the 50 do it and knowing, like, Lynn, you, you smashed through the first mm. half of that event and mm. the second half took probably... So long. Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost double the time that it took to do the first half. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it just... So you know it's bad. Like, you yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. bad. <laughs> you hear the story. But it's kind of like childbirth. Nothing prepares you. Like, it doesn't matter how many you times... You do it again. People, yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter how many times they tell you how yeah. horrible it is. You yeah. kind of still are not prepared. No. And then, yeah, to end up at the eagle's nest twice. So to get there the first time... Oh. And then to know that you've got to go back down, because obviously going back down yeah. is just as hard as going up. Yes. Mm. And like, I was pushing cutoff in the first mm. 20 kilometres. I'm like, I just... Which is not a pleasant feeling. No, no. it's not. It's mm. not at all. Yeah. And I, I got, honestly, I got to the eagle's nest the second time. Mm. I was so relieved, like so relieved yeah. that I'd made it in, I think I had about 20 minutes to spare. It wasn't a lot. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But... It was, yeah, it was certainly horrific. Mm. Just And to go, and this is probably, it's going to be different every year, this part, but obviously down the bottom it was quite warm. Yes. And then you get sort yeah. of halfway up and you go, oh, it's cooled down, it's kind of, you know, not mm. so bad now. Mm. And then you, know, you kind of go over this the little wind. lip bit mm. and the wind mm. kicks in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you go from hot yeah. To windy and cold. Cold. Mm. And then you go back down again to the hot. And you're thinking, can I be bothered getting dressed for that? Because I know I'm about to go back down into the heat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Definitely. And yeah. so you're there, then you come back down and you sort of run along the river creek mm. bit and then you're back up again into the wind and the cold. Yeah. Oh, it's such a shock to the system. Mm. Yeah. That temperature change. Mm. Yeah. Oh, we have nothing like that here in Adelaide. Like no. Nothing. doesn't matter how many times you do Pangana. It's no, you can similar. mimic the like the degree of ele- um, slope. So, yeah. I yeah. don't know what the gradient is, but, you know, Pangana, El Bastardo, Chambers, like there's plenty of replicable slopes, but uh, yeah. the length that it goes for, we've yeah. got nothing yeah. at all that's right. even remotely close. Mm. Even Melrose, like Melrose, Mount mm. Remarkable, there's a nice... Yeah. Four kilometre climb up there. That I, when I did that last year, I thought nothing could possibly be worse than that. <laughs> and honestly, everything after that I compared to Melrose. I can't be as bad as Melrose. Now it's now it's cozy. Nothing to be bad as climbing up Cozy Oak Bay. But it's funny. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Yeah. How'd you go? Really? I guess because I was chasing Stuart and I knew I had a job to do, <laughs> and he's already like you know quite away from me. Mm. Um, and I'm thinking, I've got to, I've, I feel like I've, I've, I've failed him if I don't chase after him. So, so I, I essentially almost sprinted as soon as I could run and got to the base of that hill. And I went, I wonder if he's just here lurking. And I'm thinking, okay, it's time. Yeah. Just 
just who like to hike with purpose and go up the hill mm-hmm. with purpose. And I just went, and I'm thinking, I can sense he's here. He's here somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at everyone slowing down, and I'm, yeah. I'm going hard up the top. And I think that Black Hill has prepared me. I'm thinking of, you know, yeah. the, the chambers. I'm thinking of all our multiple myriad amount of time and days on um, the stair training. So that has really helped me going up. And also, I had a purpose. I had, I, yeah, had, yeah. I, I was in a mission to, to find Stuart. So... As soon as I could see his hat, his Iron Man hat, and I went, bingo. Target. <laughs> target scene. And, and Target will, will then be now, they will be next to me in a tick. So I just went, and then I went, hello there. And he went, oh my gosh, you're already here, thinking yes. And yeah, then from yeah. there. So I didn't even feel all that elevation up because, you know, I, I didn't feel it. I just wanted to just to get to him. And then I think, oh, I'm here now. And then I looked up thinking, you know, if I can see anything beyond this, it must be very high. Because I cannot see anything beyond this hill. It's mm. just all vertical up. And they went, okay, well, it's, we have to slow down now. So we just slow down and then going up. But what, what um, my challenge was going down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I have short legs. <laughs> so going down those those stairs was really challenging for me because I almost have to jump over to get to the next one. They were rung. ridiculous. Yeah. So so big. <laughs> yeah. And, and they were not proper stairs no. either. They were just like almost like just a wooden plank. And, you know, if you miss that, you basically face flat. So hmm. I had my poles to steady me both sides, but even that, I felt I felt that was probably one of the cause of my heel because I would jump and land on my heel, and hmm. it was almost like that impact all the time. And so yeah, I started to have this achy after maybe the first time going down, yeah. and I knew we have to go up, then we have to go down again. Yep. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh dear, and then. Um, Stuart started yelling at me from behind and said, oh, my, my knee twerked because he must have, I don't know what he did, but um, he said, my knee's really hurting. You need to slow it down even more. And I went, oh, you're not going to make your PB, mate. We'll yeah. finish this. But then I didn't want to put that pressure on him as well. Yeah. Thinking, well, let's just keep going. Let's get out of this 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 downhill and then let's let's go up quickly. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that, that, that was the main challenge of going yeah. down. Mm. Found the first one. It's kind of boring, mm. that ski slope. I'm mm. sure it's very pretty when it's covered with snow. <laughs> but it was just a dead grass mm. kind of trudge. Mm. And I've never been in an event where people, so so many people have to sit down and chill. Yeah. They were literally yes. just sitting on the ground yes. like they're about to have a picnic. Mm. Just going, I'm just going to sit here for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Never seen that before. Mm. So I managed to like not do that for the first climb. And the second climb, which is a zigzag, yeah. there was a lot of, oh, I'm just going to look at the view <laughs> while I stretch out my chest. Um, so I did the second, but lots of people sitting on the second climb. And I've been looking forward to the downhill. Yeah. Um, I had no idea it was horrible mm. steps. Mm. And my fear of heights is very <laughs> exaggerated. And I just have this fear of falling and I did not cope well with the steps. No. So there were some people that second time I went down, we kept, passing each other because they'd pass me on the stairs and then there were gravel flat bits mm. and then I'd pass them and then they'd pass me on the stairs. I hate them so much. Mm. But there was that weird flat marshy bit in the middle when you came down and went to the second climb. And I thought, what's wrong with me? I feel like I'm not coping with this bit. Mm. But everyone else was 
trudging as well and everyone felt the same i don't know what it was about that bit mm-hmm. everyone was just like Ugh. yeah like it was, was right to the very top though wasn't it so yeah there was a bit of a weird kind of flat bit yeah. in the middle before you start yeah. the second yeah. climb yeah. you can you can yeah. see people in mm. front of you mm. yeah in that i know the bit you're talking about yeah mm. it was bizarre and then you actually start climbing. And God, that was gorgeous. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It was really that, pretty. Yeah, so beautiful. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, knowing those stairs were coming again. That's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I hadn't even realised until about two weeks before because I just kind of, oh, yeah, this, this event's convenient. I'll do this one. Oh, it's only got, what, almost 2,000 metres. That's, that's not much for 50K. That'll be fine. It wasn't until two weeks before that I went, Oh my oh, god! All, all of that, all of that in is in the end. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I felt like a bit of an idiot. Oh well. <laughs> you got your stones. That's amazing. Um, you qualified. <laughs> so we had kind of just nice tracks yeah. before that. Yeah. A few tree roots and bridges, mm. and it was all very pleasant. Mm. What was your terrain like, other than what we've not, just described? Not that. <laughs> So I think you guys finished and were talking about the lovely track that yeah. was, you know, tree roots and some bridges and yeah, because it that's that the went, end of your course. That would have been yeah. the end of mine. So yeah. when I as at the start line, I'm like, I just need to make it to there and it's going to be super pretty and super cruisy by then. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make it to there. No. <laughs> so yeah, no, my my track was incredibly different so they the 100k and the miler once you'd done that those two horrific climbs we then went up to the summit of Kosciuszko which yes. you guys don't get to no do. we don't it's a pity yeah but basically from the eagle's nest which is the top of those hills there is four and a half kilometers of they call it cheese grater mm-hmm. path that goes I I don't Google photos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and especially injuries that oh, cause my God. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's that... called cheese grater for a reason. Mm. Yep. So that four and a half kilometres was so pretty. Mm. Like, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly so grateful that it was a compulsory walk zone. Yeah. So we actually had to take a photo of the time, like the clock at the start of that session, mm. and show it to a marshal at the end of that session. Yep. Before we're allowed to continue. Yeah, because of the horrific injuries you can get if yeah. you run. And yeah. even just walking with poles, I stumbled. So it was just sort of the toe of your trail shoe kind of gets caught on these yeah. if you're not concentrating, lifting your feet properly. So I can imagine if you're running, you're going to do some very nasty stuff. But the photos of that path are just sensational. Mm. Like if you take out the actual cheese grater part, you look at the surrounds <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. trip up that hill and the you know, you're looking at the clear water that is just stunning. Yeah, I saw people drinking out of streams which I've never seen before and it, I was like, Oh you can't do that <laughs> says the Adelaide and me. Oh actually maybe you can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. So those I mean we had that four and a half kilometre compulsory walk section but that kind of cheese grater was kind of dotted all through the first what 80 kilometers mm-hmm. so that first oh, I can't remember a flat bit to be honest so obviously I, I pulled out after doing 118 <laughs> and there were no flat bits like I think you went through so a bit where it's like hill down into like mud 
hill yep. down into mud. Like yeah, it's just that wet. part from what I heard later broke a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Plus <laughs> the torrential rain. Yeah, that's actually my next <laughs> question. <laughs> Weather. <laughs> yeah, it was all very, very wet. Yeah. But like just beautiful. Like it was so mm. technical. Mm. It was beautiful. Like it's yeah. everything that you want in a trail run. If you were after you know challenging yeah. trail run, that's beautiful. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And it changed mm. every ten kilometers. You were up a, <laughs> up, up a hill, yeah. and then you were down a hill. And I think because of the weather changes as well, through those mountains, it was just yeah. just stunning. We got to see how quickly the weather changed. There were some mm. locals there that went because I'm like there wasn't any rain or storm forecast they went oh yeah this is normal yeah um so the locals were used to this it just went from a beautiful day to mm. oh my goodness i think we're about to have a thunderstorm yeah and yeah. there were out of nowhere yeah. yeah that power station aid yeah. <laughs> I, I left the sun was out the sky was blue yeah, oh yeah and yeah, yeah saw your raincoat we're like ah I run after you because <laughs> there's a, a 200 meter kind of help exclusion zone Correct, yes. and I wasn't sure how strict they were going to be so I've got to get to her before 200 meters yeah. <laughs> thank goodness yeah. <laughs> I think you were like 201 but yeah, <laughs> yeah. still incredibly grateful yeah. Yeah. because after that boom, oh my goodness, boom. Yeah. there's um, lots of people posted videos there's a very active Facebook group so if you're doing COSI find the Facebook group they talk mm. to each other all the time but they mm. people posted videos where they had hopped into cars now some of these are people working the event mm. so they were allowed to just hop in the cars they didn't go anywhere just to provide shelter in case of lightning because it was that bad at yeah. one point mm. that yeah. power station so uh, beautiful weather when I left yeah <laughs> a kilometer and a half I got up that hill yeah and it just started to rain I'm like oh okay it's starting yeah, to rain yeah. I pull my jacket on Within five minutes, it was thundery and torrential, mm. and yeah, it just did not. Yeah. I remember at all. when you left, and then I could I could see the, you know, the clouds going turning like literally grey, and then I looked at um, Rebecca and thinking, oh, oh, this is is not looking good. No, that you have got your um, yeah. you know, your rainwater. And that and jacket. that was the aid station we had someone come in hypothermic that's right and the next yeah. minute it was just sidewards of rain <laughs> others other part of the rain and then thunderstorms and i went how quickly has this changed and then i was worried because you didn't change from your no i had your shorts on i wore yeah. shorts the entire time <laughs> <laughs> and my jacket just came on or it came off and it came on and it came yeah, off your jacket didn't actually cover you completely but only covered you halfway so no, you were still going there's through. lesson number two about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weather and environment mm. um yeah yeah make sure with a very very full pack your rain jacket covers everything mm. <laughs> yes because yeah i had probably two two buttons over my bust yeah. that would not do up so I could yep. have it done up under my chin and basically my, my bust was open and then around my stomach and my waist it was closed again yeah but to be honest I don't think it would have made much difference because it was just yeah bucket and then down. so this was mid-afternoon-ish mm. and then the early hours of the morning you got hail you got another storm so, <laughs> other way other way around oh did so I do we, it yeah we had so from the start line you go up to eagle's nest and we had yeah. horrible winds mm. all the way up to kosciuszko mm. um 
So, yeah, the peak of Cozzy was horrific winds. Um, we'll get into my snot rocket later. <laughs> <laughs> um, then from oh, Cozzy, Australia, we went into is it Charlotte's Pass was the next aid station. Yeah. So that was like hail and sideways rain. Mm. Which and I think it had eased off by the time we got there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, by the time I got into the next aid station, that hail had eased off, but it still like just stung yeah. the side of your face and it stung the side of your legs. Then you head down the hills mm. and it all cleared up and I got sunburned mm. on the backs <laughs> of my calves and it was yeah, <laughs> roasting and humid. And then up into the aid, uh, into the power station, aid station, where it was beautiful when I left. Around that loop, you kind of go back up the hill yeah. where we got thunderstorms. And I counted, like, I counted the thunder. You know how you hear it, you see it, you count yeah, seconds. Yeah. Mm. I'm like three, four seconds between. And I remember thinking, if I DNF over being struck by lightning, I'll never get down this hill. Like, no one would know I'm here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, would be, I would be devastated. And, yeah, to come back down to the power station, yeah. I was drenched mm. and it was still bucketing down with rain. Yeah. And then leave the power station dry. and it's dry. Like, mm. I took my jacket off, I reckon, two kilometres <laughs> after leaving the power station Oh, my again. God. Yeah. 12 hours. And yeah. by that stage, it was night time. So I remember, like, just walking in the dark and going, oh, my top's dry. <laughs> I've got my jacket around my waist and my top's dry. That's really odd. And, yeah, then to do all that sort of technical, to the last time that I saw you and Nathan, yep. so the last spot that I could have crew, yes. leaving there was okay until I got just before the mm. trout farm aid mm. station. So at the trout farm, you can't have crew, no. for those listening. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. plan for that. Mm. Um and yeah, leaving, it just started to rain, leaving the trout farm. And it was again, lightning and thunder, not quite as close this time, but you could see it in yeah, the yeah. distance, mm. torrential rain again. Mm. And you just go, what? Mm. Like, surely <laughs> this can't be happening again. Like, <laughs> the jacket's back on and the hood's back on. Like, yeah. I just, it's just one step in front of the other, doesn't matter how wet you are. Like, yeah. you just, so yeah, Gosh. to do that. And then... All of a sudden, it's gone, and yeah. the sun's up, and it's hot mm. again. Yeah, mm. you, yeah, yeah. You just can't yeah. predict it. Yeah. So, um, in the fifty, like I said before, there were nine hundred and twenty-eight runners. Mm. Um, so eight hundred and eighty-two finished. So, like I've done it. I think I did two ultras this year that were under eight hours, but this one I was only just under ten. So I'm saying mm. it's really, really tough. Mm. But that's only five percent DNF rate on that one. So it's tough, but totally doable. Yeah, yeah. The 100-miler, mm. in comparison, um, there was a... Where did I write it? I wrote the DNF rate. It was 40-something percent yeah. DNF rate on the 100-miler, mm. which is huge. huge. Like, if you look at the last, I don't know, Sally McRae, really famous, the last 200-miler she did, that only had a 30% mm. um, DNF rate. Like, this is a huge DNF rate. Mm in this event um so um because i don't even think they had yeah. it that high the year before oh no i found Aussie, it, was it yeah it was 160 finishes 70 dnf so it's mm. a 44 percent dnf rate if you're not counting the 18 runners who did not start 
for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. That's actually yeah. really high. You know, so 50, hard, doable, 100 miler, mm. bloody tough. Mm. Yeah. Beyond yeah. what is normal. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, in, in comparison to you today, 100 yeah. miler as well, you could actually look yeah. at this, the, the details also as maybe higher in terms of elevation yeah or whether or not it's all across the 100 and you know mm. 50 rather than in that actually something piece. i didn't mention about the hills mm. when i got to the top of that first hill i thought because it was so steep and for so long i thought i had just had weird posture and it kind of crushed my sternum <laughs> and because i couldn't breathe properly like i just felt yeah, yeah. really tight in mm. my chest and someone at the a station went oh that'll be the altitude mm. i'm like what I yeah. never thought. I'm like, oh, how high are we? Mm. 2,000 meters. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, well, I'll find out when I go down. And when yeah. I went down, it went away. Yeah. And when I came back up, it came so, back. Yeah. Not as bad, but it came okay. back. Yeah. And when I went down, it yeah. went away. Yeah. And later I Googled that. And it, yeah. apparently from at, at minimum 1,800, if you're susceptible, and I'm like, oh, God, okay, I'm so I'm soft for altitude, <laughs> um, you can start to get the effect of altitude. Mm. So there's that as well yeah. in the event. Mm. Um, we should keep in mind, like, while um, Nikki's doing all this suffering, yeah. Lynn has just woken up fresh the next morning. <laughs> She's travelled two hours to Queen Beanne and gone, here's my letter Q for my park run alphabetia. I now have the full alphabet. Congratulations. Yay. Now we're going out for donuts. <laughs> Meantime, I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered getting up. I'm going to have a warm bath with bath salts. <laughs> Yes. And then I'll head to out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't think I'll be travelling to a run station with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what mileage um, work you do. Yeah. It actually was really lovely being with the group. Mm, it was. It was the carb yeah. load the night before yeah. and all that stuff yeah. and crewing each other. and yeah. It's very Great collegial. And yeah. Sweet. I liked it a lot. Yes. Um, so we joined in, Nikki. So was that aid station, the Charlotte's Pass? And that was that the one where you're having to deal with the snot rocket? Yes. Yes. So that's where we met you. <laughs> the snot rocket entertains everybody. <laughs> so, and this is part of my conditions discussion is that yeah. the wind mm. at the summit of Cozzy was so strong. And I don't know if everybody knows what a snot rocket is, but bush hanky, you're blowing your nose just out into the yes. never. This is something I have not mastered. It, it takes some work <laughs> and generally I have mastered it. I do it all the time, do it on my bike, do it almost like I'm just, I'm a nose runner um, all the time. What I've never done before is snot rocketed into unpredictable wind that has landed in my eye, <laughs> smack bang in, in my right eye and I could not get it out. Like my hands were just wet and I'm kind of washed and wiped and I got my water out. And it basically left me half blind mm. in my right eye. So the next, I don't know, what was it, 20, mm. almost 20 k's, mm. wouldn't be that long, 16 k's to Charlotte's Pass. I kind of did what I could to try and get it out. You know, you rub your eye and you try and do your own little washout. Just could not, it was just blind. So then that aid station, we had the medics out with the eye wash and the saline yep. solution. Yep. And it would just would not. That was it. My I was half blind in my right eye, mm. and it just did not go away. I'm like, 
And when you get it, it's all like, are you sure it's just snot? Like, <laughs> are you sure it's not really snot? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that mm. the, the snot had probably come out and it was just an impact to mm. my eye. Yeah. Mm. And it completely messed with my depth perception. So every step that I took from that moment, I had to really concentrate on where I was putting my foot. Because, yeah. mm. and you don't sort of realise how much energy that takes mm. to concentrate that hard on mm. how high the rock is or how high the step is or yeah. you know where that how big that stone is or you know that depth perception of the trail mm. and being so technical and so up and down and so you know that even that cheese grater section was super tough with mm. my the mind eye <laughs> yeah. and that was interesting the eighth station um we had some volunteers coming around asking do we have any spare food? There were some aid stations that were brilliantly stocked and had so much stuff, and then mm. other aid stations, there were two in particular, yeah. they just ran out mm. for people who weren't on no. the front or in the middle. Yeah. They just didn't have enough stuff for them. Mm. Um, no noodles. No noodles. <laughs> yeah. At that particular yeah. aid station, no one was yeah. crying. No so I guess from the crying might have helped. But <laughs> <laughs> just from the crew point of view, I think yeah. it's best to make sure that you have enough food for your person. Yeah, you're absolutely. I know there was one Another later where I was giving station. other runners, mm. like I was kind of looking at, you know, what has Nikki got multiples of? Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, you can't have that because she only has one of them. But yes, you can have a bit of this. And yeah, yeah it was mm. interesting. Even at that aid station, there were other runners that had, were pulling out at that aid station going, here, take this. You yeah. know, I don't yeah, need yeah. it anymore because I'm pulling out and there's mm. just not enough. Yeah. Mm. There was definitely an amazing community in that event. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Had all the feels. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was really cool. Um, so... Uh, I think we should also talk about your chafing yeah. that you got. Cause, um, no, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> it. It was quite next level. I've always suffered from chafing, mm. like always. Um, and I thought, honestly, with the, the 550s that I've done throughout last year, I thought we had it sort of under control and I knew, you know, what would make it chafe and what wouldn't. And it just, I, I think, just getting wet. Yeah. all the time yeah there was nothing that would stick you couldn't dress it you know anything that you yeah. did so we went through your pack top. and anything that was pushing weight on the bottom we rearranged That's it found it. a new home mm. we flipped your bladder around because the valve was coming out that way even though yeah. we didn't think it was a problem mm. we went through so much yeah. vaseline <laughs> and i think yeah. who's what well, was that the hydration versus even though the the i guess yeah. the you know the bladder is on the other side I think it was just the movement and the, mm. and the moisture, like it's constant mm, moisture rubbing onto yep. their skin, so moving around. There was a point where awesome. I pulled my, my rain jacket off and I'd actually tucked it. So rather than just tying it around my mm. waist, mm. I tucked the back of my jacket under my vest mm. and over the top and then pulled like the sleeves of my jacket through the underarms of my vest <laughs> yeah, yeah. just yeah. so that it kind of had that slippery barrier. Mm. Yeah. Because it was so wet all the time, yeah. like nothing, there was no yeah. other barrier that would kind of help. Yeah. Because <laughs> if even if it wasn't wet, it, when it's really, really warm, then you're sweating. So <laughs> it's yeah. always wet. I, I was wet yeah. constantly. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. just, if it wasn't rain, it was sweat. Yeah. It was, mm. Yeah, mm. it was just one of those horrific... Uh, was that the worst chafing you ever had? Because I thought I've seen... 
that was pretty bad. Because when, when you said, oh, have a look at, um, you were really, yeah. really worried. And I'm yeah. thinking, I am pretty sure I have seen worse than this in the Because we did a rational south. Wow. It was irrational. pretty bad. I put my pack on back the front. Yeah. So, which kind of ended yeah. up with tape on my belly and on the back. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then... Even five peaks last year, I got super hot and sweaty, and mm. I think even two aid stations before the finish line, I just ditched it and put water, right, water yeah, in my pockets. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's still like, yeah, it's still trying to manage it. But it's not what stopped you. It wasn't what stopped me. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was also some super fun digestive problems. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. There was some super fun digestive problems. There was some super fun feet problems. Like. You, you were there, Becky. Yeah, yeah. Like, feet. Um, and I, I, I think what stopped me was just a combination of everything, to be yeah. honest. Mm. Um, and probably even my head space more than anything. But, yeah, the chafe certainly didn't stop me. But mm. the, the blistered feet that I couldn't treat mm. certainly did have an impact. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, try and keep your feet dry. Yeah, and call us if we even go into the car to actually, <laughs> actually DNF. Because I was thinking, oh, if you had called me at least half an hour before. Yeah, because I was going to ask, how how has the DNF sat with you? I remember waking up in the morning and just going, no, Lynn would have left by now. I should not be hearing a female voice in the yeah. cabin. I was yeah. like, no. Yeah, I got, I got a text from Nikki saying, I'm out. Yeah, not, not doing this anymore, and I went, No, Nikki. So I'm trying to get motivated. And she goes, Lynn, I'm in the car, thinking, No, you're not in the car. <laughs> you're out of the car, go back out there. We're, we're, we're returning because I'm happy yeah. to miss my cue, yeah, yeah, and return back to, to be with you, right? Yeah, and then he said, Nope, nope, can't, can't change my mind. I am already in the car, and we're leaving. And I went, ah. No, the decision had been made by then, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, that leaving the trout farm or just before the trout farm mm. I certainly I had some huge digestive issues like we're immediately off the trail mm. turned my torch but it was still yeah. dark when I had the initial issues I'm like just turn my torch off and hope nobody can see me <laughs> in the bushes and I'm far <laughs> enough away from the trail that I'm not going to embarrass myself um and that just did not let up mm. I yeah I could not get food in by that stage I mean I was still getting fluids yeah, how long was awesome. it had it been since you'd eaten it was ages mm. oh, honestly I can't remember so yeah. that looked the aid station before so the trout farm you couldn't have crew and I can't remember the name of the aid station before that but I think I'd eaten something then yeah but we'd had issues with my light by then so the focus at that aid station wasn't getting nutrition in it was getting my light working oh. So I probably didn't eat enough while I was stopped yeah. at that spot. And then just before the trout farm was sort of my first, I'm going to call it an explosion, <laughs> a very sudden need for a bush. And then to get into the aid station at the trout farm with no crew, so no no spares, no emergency box, no nothing, I kind of had to deal with what I had, which probably wasn't the best option. So Vaseline instead of body glides and... Yeah. You know, chasing around even food I couldn't even there was nothing really I heard I could and I'd bought like a huge packet of multiple two minute noodles mm. after Charlotte's passed and was carrying it with me in case any aid station needed it and the one that did was the one we couldn't go yeah, to yeah there was almost yeah. nothing there and so leaving that and there was a lot of people like a lot of people and a big road section so there were you yeah. kind of couldn't even stop 
and the rain kind of stopped you mentally from stopping and pulling emergency stuff out of your pack mm. so in hindsight i probably should have stopped taken my pack off taken my emergency nutrition out and mm. used that mm. um, but of course it was raining it was wet and it was dark yeah. and you know the brain doesn't quite work that, that well <laughs> after no. almost you know 24 hours so that whole section was not great i'd lost my energy i couldn't run at all like i walked that entire section and yeah by the time i'd gotten to the next aid station where i could have crewed i was so weak i could not stomach anything i'd pull mm. i'd pulled potatoes out and just mm. could not get them down mm. and i think the benefit of having liquids i could i could get liquids mm. down and that kind of got me to that aid station and I had 10 minutes in that aid station before cutoff. Mm. And like, that was full panic. So it was like, wow. get in whatever we can yeah. possibly get in, restock whatever we can restock. There was another look at my blisters on my feet. Like, oh no, I can't do anything about the blisters on my feet. And they severely slowed me down by then. So yeah, leaving that, was it Jinder? What did they call it? Patterson's brand? Patterson's? Oh, I'm terrible at names. <laughs> it was the Jinder the Bond yeah, yeah, station. Yeah, the one near... Caravan oh, Park, yes. yeah. yeah. Park. So oh, by that stage... That's the one I skipped. Not. That's when I caught a bit of sleep. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, Nathan had seen me there and he was headed back to the caravan park mm. from there. And coming out of that aid station with the stomach issues, the lack of food, the blisters that I could not treat, like we couldn't yeah. even see them. Like my feet were so wet and so wrinkly. Yes. It wasn't until they calmed down after that we were able to see them properly. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awful, and that put my mind in the wrong spot. Like I'm, I couldn't move as fast as I wanted to. I couldn't move fast enough to hit the finish line in time for yeah. cut off. Mm. Yeah, and so that whole mindset: Why am I doing this now? I'm gonna if you know I could keep going for another five six hours maybe, or I might make the next cut off spot, but. I'm going to do myself damage and not hit the finish line anyway because mm. I can't move fast enough. Mm. And so I, I called it. I called Nathan and I said, I, I can't do it. I need I'm, I need you to come and pick me up. The road's mm. just over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My bed is just over there. Like my bed was, what, three kilometres away? That's probably yeah, a big no, tease that as well. Was, yes. That was yeah. a big tease. Literally your bed was just there at the, yeah. from and the aid station already ran past it once yeah and i had to run past it again <laughs> yeah. and that that messes with your mind mm. yeah. like that whole oh, i'm sure. gonna run past my bed i'm gonna go back to the next aid station where i don't have crew or food yeah and then i'm also not going to make the finish line in time and so i rang nathan i said i'm i'm done i've got to pull out i can't like this is i'm just going to injure myself to not finish and he went, are you sure? Do you want me to like just walk to the caravan park and I'll meet you? Mm. And I'm like, I can't make it that far. Like, I just can't make it. You're going to have to get in the car and come and get me. He's like, oh, do you want me to walk with you for a bit? I said, that's not going to make it. That's not going to make a difference. No, just come and get me. Yeah. I'm done. And he went, you know, you're not going to get your UTMB stones. <laughs> and that was what made me cry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and by this, at the end of the conversation, I'm like, now I need the bathroom. <laughs> And so the other caravan park, I wandered through the caravan park trying to find the toilet, waiting for Nathan to yeah. get the car there at the same time. And that was when I messaged Lynn and said, I'm done, I can't do it. Mm. By the time he responded, I was already in the car. <laughs> but I think, and in hindsight, I go, yeah. I should have just walked that 
yeah. three kilometers. I yeah. should have, you know, I should have not looked at the finish line and just broken it up. That's yeah. what I do yeah. the whole time. Mm-hmm. You break it up into little bits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I should have just the just the next aid station. I should have said yes, Nathan, come walk with me because I didn't have. Mm-hmm. It's such a pity that we can't get to the aid station mm-hmm. because it makes a huge difference knowing that your people are there. Yeah. yeah. So you get to there. Yeah. And yeah. then they they lift your spirits yeah. and they yeah. warm you and they do all kinds of things for you and yeah. you, you feel it's possible. Yes. <laughs> From one aid station to the next is only 12 kilometres. It felt like Ultra a maths. long time. Yeah. <laughs> so if, you, if, you, if you say it's only 12 k's, you know. But I, yeah, I couldn't get that in my yeah, head. Because you were yeah. the finish line. I need yeah. 50 kilometres mm. in, you know, yeah. what was it, 11 hours or something. And mm. I was walking at a 14 minute pace. I'm like, there's no way I can do 50 kilometres in yeah. 10 and a half hours. Mm. But from what I heard yeah. later, that section, like I said, just crushed everyone. everyone. Mm. It was. And people picked that up. section was yeah. an out and back. So yeah. you had this very, very tight single trail um, that had people coming in the opposite direction. And so you were constantly trying to find footing outside of While getting car. a light in your face and losing your night vision. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was not fun. Banjo no. aid station. Yeah. So that was... <sighs> Ginderbine's where we had mm. where we were in the caravan park and yep. then sort of three yeah I reckon it was three kilometres around the lake to mm. the other caravan park and the yep. Banjo Patterson yep. aid station so yeah running yeah. past bed yeah. so in terms of recovery obviously Lynn just got up and went and ran a <laughs> park run so she's fine and I sprinted after Nikki with her raincoat so I was fine <laughs> but how did your recovery go from this honestly a lot better than I thought it was going okay. to be okay um so I'd, yeah it was really just a, a week off okay and you know a bit of you know blister treatment at, at the end Mm-hmm. Um, certainly the drive back where you just sit and do nothing for two days yeah. was, was brilliant. I remember you you wanted to get clean and then you're like, oh, I don't think I could stand in a shower. Mm-hmm. So we ran, ran your bath. <laughs> and what did I call it? Oh, yeah, I've used this phrase with my kids so much since then. Strategic eyes. I said, because <laughs> I was helping you with that. I said, sorry, Nikki, I've got strategic eyes. And she goes, oh, my God, I don't even care at this point. <laughs> no, no. The 200-miler and, yeah. and, you know what, even giving birth to four children, all dignity is gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really funny. So, so you had a bath, a nice warm bath. And yeah. on, honestly, that's a good tip for chafe. So if you're yeah. chafed and you don't want to get undressed with that running hot water in the shower, yeah. just kind of slide into the shower, yeah. <laughs> into the bath, yeah. and get undressed from there. Yeah. It makes it so much less screamy. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, you know, my next event is an Ironman, which is predominantly cycling and swimming. So it was like, okay, I know I can do a run of that triathlon, so I, now I can just cross training it's just bike and swimming as mm, sort of recovery yeah. which is a yeah. really brilliant way to do it yeah then the um i know the english teacher and me we felt like this was a story i felt like the story was unfinished because waiting for your aid stations we'd seen so many people come through over and over again yeah. so i went back out to crew people mm. and it was just it was phenomenal that's where i really saw those last few aid stations mm. like the community spirit Mm. There were so many big, 
like crews supporting their runners and a lot of them they don't run themselves they just think this is ridiculous and crazy but they're just there to support their person you know it's their work colleague or their mate from high school and yeah. the crews were amazing mm. um so yeah just hopping along the end was really cruel mm. you come out of these trees and i was like oh there's the finish line but no you must keep going in the direction you're going out and around to the track that we popped out in the trees on yeah and then then you come back down and then around to the finish line well, at least you don't have to go up to eagle's nest again no you don't no. <laughs> you no. see that hill and go that'll be no. so flushing <laughs> um and a proper big shoot with the you know the bell that you have to ring and it was yeah. all same as the check-in all very structured and and well run and yeah big beer steins at the cafe there <laughs> and chops um, my heart sinks. Yeah. It's all right. I've got twenty twenty four. Yeah, so a few of us like became friends along the way. Like got to know each other, and there was a a woman whose partner was doing a hundred miler. So they came to Adelaide, mm. um, late December, and so I took them for a day out and mm. around because they'd never been. But we just became friends at the aid stations, mm. <laughs> just go helping these people out. Yeah, it was really it, it was really interesting how many people had crew like I said who weren't runners. And so I felt like I had to kind of slide in sometimes with a bit of tough love or a bit of an opinion. Yeah, pop it about a blister because the <laughs> other people around them were going, God, I don't know. Um, yeah, it was, it's, it's hard work. Cru- yeah. Crewing, honestly. What Nathan is <laughs> oh. the most amazing crew. I could yeah. not imagine doing any of it without him. Yeah, he, he was. Just, if you've got the right crew. Yeah. They know what you need, 100%. they know what you want, they yeah. can almost read your mind just by looking at yeah. you. It's yeah. just your boxes were incredible. Mm. Anything yeah. you could possibly want were in the boxes. And mm. cozy, we were not organized. Oh wow. Um, we were, honestly, <laughs> from compared to the two hundred yeah. miler and even Heisen when I ran the one oh five, that was yeah, here's change of clothes, here's you know, five different food options, sweet, savoury here's all your blister packs like we would yeah it's yeah. incredibly hard to keep that all organized yeah and crew is worth their weight in gold i reckon honestly. yeah yeah 100 i agree so it's all done yes it's 2024 you've got an iron man coming up nikki yes i do um i think you're going back to posse yes you are. <laughs> I've got a bone to pick with it now. <laughs> and it was as soon as I said I'm done, that I knew I was going back yep. there. Yeah. What do you think you'll do differently this time? Almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> Except that push in the first sort of hill, if, if I can. Obviously, yeah. my, my training is going to be completely different. I, even now, I'm going up and down stairs and I'm training to go down two yes. stairs at a time and I'm doing it slowly yeah yeah just that planned because I know that's a, a weak point because you do you kind of have to step and then reach yep. with your foot yep. yeah. <laughs> okay exactly I'm down right, right. next yes. one yeah. it's not just walking downstairs and for short legs like us yeah it doesn't yeah. help <laughs> yeah it's all I, I kept saying to people as they went past tall people made these stairs yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It, but it is, it's all strength work yeah. in your hips and your... And I even know. wondered if a treadmill, like 
whether going on a treadmill because we we just don't have any slopes that long it was that relentless going up one of the and guys, up and up to just yeah. be on something where you don't get a downhill you just go yeah for as long as it takes one of the guys had um you know gave me a suggestion and i think it's probably a really good one if anyone wants to be thinking or doing cosy or uta is to stay a stepper um in the gym because mm-hmm. you can actually increase the um I guess they're the, the between the runs. Yeah. So you can actually do that. Right. Yeah, so yeah. stair stepper is actually a really good way yeah. of training. Mm-hmm. And yes. then obviously you've got Tarawera. Yes, I've got Tarawera. Yay. How, when was the date? 24? Oh, sorry, it's 17th. Yeah. Of February. So, oh, so close. Very close. Three weeks and two days. Awesome. Yes. Pretty scary. I'm... <laughs> 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 um, 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 I'm so daunted by it. I think I, I yeah. respect the the distance. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I have trained for this this event in the last year and a bit yeah. since October twenty twenty two. Yeah. I think I did my seventy at yeah. Hudson. Yeah. Up until now, I haven't really stopped training because that's always has been the end goal. I think it's now mainly injury prevention now. Yeah. This body's tired and <laughs> yeah. things are my, my legs are tired. So taper week is this week and it's usually is that evil thought you're like, what if you can't make That's it? all right. You're going overseas so you can put all that energy into passports and packing and yes. all that kind of stuff yes. instead. Yeah. 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 And I've got Thailand, so yes. I'm mainly freaking out about temperature and humidity. Mm. So I've been Googling and, and emailing places like the plunge pool going, mm. excuse me, you know your four different temperature pools, can I just sit in a 40 degree one? Yeah. <laughs> and they're going, well, if it's not busy, yeah, sure. And yeah, what temperature is it like? And finding out all the infrared saunas aren't humid, but they've got a traditional one that is humid. Wow. Which hot yogas have closed down and what are open? And I'm just mm. trying to make a list for later in the year. Mm. torture chambers that I can attend yeah. <laughs> all uh, in the name of fun <laughs> yeah I know right yeah. so no cosy for me this year because that clashes you're there a week early at the very least right yeah yeah. yeah okay good yeah and the, but then I've got to not catch a stomach bug when yeah. you go to countries okay. like that that's yeah. always a challenge mm. Mm. <laughs> I remember yeah. going to Philippines in April for like this a holiday and I wanted to run, so I ran three days when after we arrived, and I could not go more than eighteen kilometers. I, I wanted to do twenty-four because I was training for yeah, yeah. for UTA, but it was just like, and I'm I'm a tropical babe, but mm. but it's only three days. Post I'm worried. Arrival, so <laughs> I'm I was really worried. worried. But then after a week, I was fine. I was able to okay. walk. 10 12 kilometers okay. and not get too okay. screamingly suffocated you know, with the humidity mm. and the heat yeah i started at 4 a.m and it was 34 degrees yeah yeah so and how are you going your stones wise is it i haven't checked that could you hold them for two years like the old point system okay yeah so two years yeah mm. and i've got none so cosy cosy this oh, year is yeah. do or die for utmb okay. 2025 okay so yeah there's no other yeah um unfortunately i can't do uta this year either because it clashes with one of nathan's cycling events oh, in that no. area that he's had on his you know bucket list for years so i'm like oh come on yeah <laughs> so yeah if i want to do utmb cosy is the the do or die for stones yeah mm. yeah otherwise it's the 
if I don't, yeah, if we don't get in for 2025, 2025 will be cosy again. Oh no, <laughs> to get probably, the 26. Yeah. But there, yeah. there might be a, a loophole in there, so we can actually yeah. go as a team, Ooh. and then we can collect all our stones together, present okay. them, and if one person gets in, all of us <gasps> gets in. Well, there you yeah. go. So that's so I said not to worry about the stones. I will have by the time a few, and Stuart will have a few. Joe will have a few. So it's no, I think I have four across the finish line. Okay. Yeah. So it, might, it should be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. kind of a pity I won't be able to come crew again. So it was really fun. Be in Thailand. No, I'll be in Thailand. At the same time as Yeah. You, as, as Unless something goes wrong, that's where I'll be. I think 25. Oh, sorry, no. 24. Yeah. yeah. This year. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you can come to um, Switzerland and. <laughs> I think I'll need a, I'll need to do some serious fundraising, but yeah. <laughs> I've got my my savings plan started already. <laughs> yeah, I've been saving. I think a year and a half already for Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So we got some massive goals, which mm. is really cool. Well, thank you for your time today. We've mm. we've definitely gone ultra length. We tend to whenever there's a hundred mile or, or more, we tend to take our time. It's a long way. Yeah, it's a long way. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot to talk. We skipped so much of what happened too. But, um, yeah. But if you're considering this event, I hope this um, podcast has helped you find out a bit more about what it's like. And as always, I'll put links to what we've mentioned in the show notes. And let me know via Facebook or email. Um, links are in the show notes for that too. About what you'd like to hear on the podcast in 2024. So thank you both again. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Happy trails, everyone. Yeah.